You want to fucking do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, your parents watch this with Keen Beatty and Brad Semituk. I'm Keen Beatty. And I'm Brad Semituk, baby. And uh, we're brought to you by Comedy Here Often. And we're here to tell you about why the movies your parents watched uh, gave them the personality traits that they have. Oh, yeah, big time. Hey, uh, what movie are we watching this week? Uh, this week, we took a peek at Other People's Money from 1991. Yeah, directed by uh, Norman Jewison, uh, starring Danny DeVito and uh, Penelope Ann. Was, was that an offensive joke you were doing there? No, that was the director's last name. Okay. Is this an offensive joke you're doing right now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was an offensive uh, thing I was confused about, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's just his name. Yeah, the movie was starring uh, Danny DeVito, Gregory Peck, and uh, Penelope Ann Miller. Came out in 1991. Uh, the movie is about uh, Danny DeVito, who plays a morally bankrupt stockbroker, or I, I guess just a, a stockbroker, who's trying to liquidate a family ironworking business. And through a combination of sexual harassment and having millions of dollars, Danny DeVito succeeds the entire movie and doesn't learn any lessons and becomes millions of dollars richer. Absolutely, baby. That's what the American dream's all about. I think that is the American dream. People, you know, it's it's not... Do you think that's what the pursuit of happiness is? Is just not having laws apply to you? <laughs> or at least trying to get laws to not apply to you? Yeah, that's the pursuit. <laughs> Nobody will ever get no to... laws to apply to them. But if <laughs> you can get only pedophilia to apply to you, like Epstein... You've pretty much achieved the American dream. It seems like the only laws that apply to people are tax evasion. Yeah, I mean, the only laws that apply are the ones where the government loses money. Yeah, of course. But when you're like, I just think that'd be a cool uh, position to be in when you're a rich guy. You know, as long as you uh, pay whatever you owe to Uncle Sam, you can make as many people disappear as you like. <laughs> That's the dream, honestly. That's what it's all about. I don't about. think I'll ever get there, though, because I'm about to be a poor guy doing tax evasion this year. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think I might have accidentally evaded some taxes last year, but I uh, I don't know how to not. Tell the government it's in the past. We move on. Hey, look, I, <laughs> I didn't declare <laughs> a bunch of money, but quite frankly, I made so little, I don't think it makes a difference. Listen That's to the CRA, about the government. <laughs> yeah. Me and the government have very different definitions on what is a lot of money, you know? Like, <laughs> $500 is, like, make or break for me, and, like, they don't even give a fuck about that. Like, you can't, yeah, make, yeah. A, you can't make the CRA call you about that shit. You couldn't evade enough taxes to have them call you right now. No, I don't have a... I thought I had a pretty good year last year, and I did all my taxes, and they were like, oh, you can have all your money. You, you paid too much money in taxes. <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. yeah, I thought I had a great year last year, and then I added up all my checks, and it was like $1,000 a month. Yeah, it's so funny to like find out what the poverty line is and realize you're way below that. <laughs> and like thinking you're doing pretty good, too. That's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm the Danny DeVito in a lineup full of basketball players version <laughs> of wealthy. Yeah, Just man. about two feet shorter than everyone else. One day, one day I'll come up to the tippy top of the poverty line and then I'll be eating McDonald's three times a week. Yeah, so the opening quote of this movie, absolutely fantastic. What was it? Uh, he's monologuing about how much he loves money. Yes. He says, money, money. I love money. I love money more than myself, the people in my life. I love money more than the things it can buy. And it's like, how could you even possibly love money that much? Have you, I mean, I kind of get that. Have, do you remember like when you were a kid and like after, you know, your birthday party, you invite all your friends, they give you like 20 bucks each, 15, like, you know, you get some money in envelopes and then all of a sudden you've got like a wad of fives. Yeah. That, that's you telling yeah. me that didn't feel pretty fantastic to you as a kid. I wouldn't even yeah. spend it, dude. I just like look at that money and be like, nice. That's the feel closest to the dawn is. I've ever felt. I do money fans all the time because I didn't have enough for a money phone. Yeah, but my question is, like, how are you, like, 57 and a millionaire and you still treat money the same way a five-year-old at his birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when you're Danny DeVito and you have the stature of a five-year-old at a birthday party. you I don't know. Maybe that's how you get rich is just always act five. You see anything shiny, you grab that shit. 
that's exactly how millionaires operate. That's also how Danny DeVito operated this entire movie. He was just yeah. a child who ate donuts the entire time and screamed. What do you think the like the lessons of this movie are? Like what? Because this is a movie about capitalism, right? Like, do you what do you think its portrayal was? Was it like overall positive? Was it negative? What do you think? Honestly, like it's hard to tell with this movie, right? Because Danny DeVito's supposed to be the token capitalist character, and he's obviously portrayed as bad. But then the the company that he's fucking over is also they're a company. Like that's still capitalism, but for the whole movie, those are like the innocent guys who shouldn't be wronged. And it's like, yeah, you still got children working at your factory. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, they didn't have children working at their factory. It wasn't one of those kind of factories. But you kind of mentioned about how, like, this is movie, like, there, it's just about two capitalists, right? Like, you have Danny DeVito, yeah. who is the big fucking venture capitalist. And then you have uh, Yorgi Jorgensen, who is, uh, you know, he's, he's just like, like a the... mom and pop capitalist. Yeah, a mom and pop capitalist. Yeah, he just runs like a family business. It employs half the town. But you know what I think? I think that that I think that Jorgensen is like the romantic ideal of capitalism. Like that's what Jordan Peterson thinks of when he says capitalist. <laughs> you know, like he it's a family run business. You can't fucking tax him because he's trying to keep the livelihood of his town together. You know, like. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When people are rooting for capitalism and they're pro capitalist, they are pro Jorgensen. But what this movie's all about is about how like that, that that's not real you know like those guys existed at a certain point but now you have like these uh uber capitalists like danny devito who comes up and like they don't produce anything they don't give a fuck about anything apart from making money and then uh they go through and gut everything so uh yeah so you're I, telling I, me this movie's way deeper than i thought I mean, I think I might be reading into a lot of it, but <laughs> and as I said, I've been looking a lot about communism and about labor, so I've, I've got a lot of feelings about this right now. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I no. think I think it, the movie is saying we should have stopped at John D. Rockefeller. I think that's what they're saying. <laughs> like, no one should have ever been able to get richer than him. But it's so funny how, like, they portray the the heroes and the villains in this movie. Because I think Danny DeVito, like, he's the protagonist, but he's also the villain of this film, right? Yeah. And they really make him seem like a winner the entire time. And, like, uh, Jorgensen, played by Gregory Peck, he's, like we were saying, he's, like, the romantic ideal of capitalism. He is what uh, every, anytime you hear a fucking right-wing guy going to bat for this uh, broken-ass economic system we have, that's the guy they're thinking of in their mind is Jorgensen. Um, but I forget where I was going with that motherfucker. Yeah, that's the guy they have in their mind is is that guy. But the whole movie, he's just like a bitch who doesn't yes, know anything and that's refuses exactly. to change. He's a business he's, loser. He's just an idiot. He's ignoring uh, the good advice of uh, his uh, stepdaughter, the lawyer who gets involved to save their company. He ignores the advice of his right-hand man who's worked with him for 15 years. He's just a stubborn moron. And it's like, yeah, he's got morals. And yeah, he's got the interests of everybody at heart. And yeah, according to most capitalists, this is the guy who should succeed. This is the man who we want running things. But it's like, no, fucking according to you guys, this sh he's going to get his shit rocked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie really just taught our parents, don't try. If you try, you'll be the villain, or you'll get fucked by a villain. Well, yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, it's a don't try unless you're tearing somebody down. Do you think that like, started, <laughs> uh, you think that started the culture of, like, whenever somebody's like, hey, do you guys want to, like, listen to my new podcast? And you post about it on Instagram, and everyone's like, fuck off! And then they unfollow you, and you're like, I hope you fail. You know? Yeah, this movie is why Twitter dunks exist. Yeah, this movie is why you guys don't like my show. It's hard to tell how this movie feels about Cap. There's a bunch of like crazy quotes. Like, uh, there's one where uh, uh, Devito, he's like, uh, "I'm a capitalist. Uh, I have to do like." He's like, "I'm a capitalist, and the only law I have to abide by is survival of the fittest." And then as soon as he says that, he's like, now get out of my office so I can eat all these donuts I just spilled on the floor. I love that. Well, yeah, part of survival of the fittest is getting enough money so you don't have to survive or be fit anymore. That's the end game of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lesson of this movie is survival of the fittest until you don't have to anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. He's talking about survival and all that shit. And like this whole movie, uh, Danny DeVito's character just like sits in the back of limousines, chain smokes unfiltered cigarettes and eats Dunkin' Donuts, which, yeah. you know, respect to him. But like, 
I just feel like if I was that rich, I would be like a Jeff Bezos type and like make my body a temple, you know? I just think that live as long as I can. I think him doing that taught our parents like uh, it doesn't matter what you fuel the system with. You know what I mean? That shit will just keep going. Yeah, no, I really liked I I really liked uh, DeVito's character in this because. Yeah. Like it's 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 funny. Like most most of the times when you see like some fucking high powered rich ass executive portrayed in media, like they're empty. You know, they have nothing because all they have is their money. And what I really like about this movie is that Devito is like, yeah, all I've got is my money, and except that's the good side of things. You know, that's awesome. He doesn't have to deal with uh, people or have feelings. He's just got yeah. cash, <laughs> money, this which movie is very realistic. Parents. You know, this movie taught like, our parents all you have is your money and you don't have enough. That's true, and I I think that's realistic because like, how many how many fucking rich ass millionaires in real life do you see who are you know billionaires and then where they talk and they're like, but really I'm so sad. All I want is one true friend. It's like no, they just want <laughs> ten more million dollars. Yeah, dude. Jeff Bezos is not looking for a lunch date. If I'm not looking for a lunch base date, Jeff Bezos is not looking for a lunch date, dude. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you can be happy with absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you could be happy with no money and no friends. Imagine how happy you could be with no friends and some money. <laughs> Imagine how happy you could be with no friends and other people's money. That's the name of the movie. Hey yo. Boom, baby. Welcome to the fucking show. Um, you know what this movie did a pretty good job predicting, though, uh, which, you know, very minimal is uh, I think the morning routines of people in the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Because in, in this movie, it's like when Danny DeVito wakes up first thing in the morning, he opens his eye. He doesn't even open his eyes. He turns over and he just feels around for his computer and he just starts punching in info and looking at stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, I, I mean, I don't have any stocks right now, but that's more or less what I do every morning. Just feel around for my phone and try and figure out what's happening right now. <laughs> Just wake up, open my phone, check how many followers I lost. <laughs> yeah, what's the damage today, boys? <laughs> I look at the economy, yeah, the economy of uh, how many friends I have. My favorite thing about that is uh, about the relationship he has with his computer is that uh, he he keeps talking to it right and it, so it'll give him a projection for a company and yeah. then he'll like suggest it might have a female trait which would make its math wrong <laughs> like there yeah. was one time he was like oh you have a girl voice so i better punch that into my calculator <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's like he, he you named your computer carmen bro you could have named it kyle and then you could trust <laughs> you could have made this computer a boy dude this is my computer easy. his name is jeff he's never wrong and he never asks for directions this is my computer i attached i attached truck nuts to him <laughs> putting truck nuts on your laptop <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, put truck nuts on my laptop my and desk. i call it i refer to it by they them pronouns <laughs> so i've Forget if we said already, but Danny DeVito's character, Garfield, he's like, also, I want to say his name is Garfield, and he, Danny DeVito also has the exact body type as Garfield. Do you think that was yeah. on purpose? If it was, he would have eaten lasagna instead of donuts for the whole movie. So oh, I fuck. Think yeah, no, you're right. You're right about I think it that. was either an accident or a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably just a coincidence. I bet I bet well, afterwards Norman Jewison watched this movie in theaters and was like, why didn't I make him eat lasagna? I should have given him a tail. <laughs> Tied it up. This movie's regular, but Gar Danny DeVito is a tail. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd watch that. Everyone would watch that. I think Danny DeVito's the perfect actor to play a live-action Garfield, for sure. Uh, but after, like, Danny DeVito fucking wakes up, talks to his girl computer, gets some stocks on a uh, hot new uh, paper co or uh, steelworking company, he, like, goes into his office where he's, you know, the top dog at... Um, Man, I thought it I thought it would be so weird to like work at an office where everyone has to stop and say good morning to you. I think that would really <laughs> piss me off. I don't think I would like that. Yeah, well, if you were the CEO, you could force them to not say good morning to you. Yeah, and he kind of does that. I like that where they're all like standing around like good morning, Mr. Uh, Garfield, and he's like, "Get back to work." I'm pretty sure he makes them do that just because he likes telling people to get back to work. You think? Yeah, you think he makes them do both? <laughs> he makes them yeah. stop and get back to work? Yeah, because I think if he if he just yelled get back to work at them every day, I think they would have realized by now that he didn't want them to say hi. 
You're probably right. There's probably a guy who like just he like didn't say hi. He was just like, well, Garfield, he told me to get back to work yesterday. I'll just stay at work. And then he got his ass fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you end your career prematurely in this business. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, it's just like the opposite of me at all my jobs. Like, I've only had jobs where I've been like the lowest guy there and I can just like walk in and work there for nine hours and people will be like, do you need help with something? And I'll be like, no, I work here, actually. Yeah. Have you ever had it happen where you're at work and then your boss calls you to ask why you're not at work? No, I've never had that before. It <laughs> uh, happened to me at McDonald's a couple of times because I would just never say hi to anybody. <laughs> That rule. So you just be like grilling and they'd be like, this is identical to if Brad was not here right now. <laughs> like Shit's one time I remember, slowly. I remember it was like 6.58 and I was starting at 7 and I was in the break room just like trying not to fall asleep before my shift and then my phone starts ringing and it's my boss and I was so mad, dude. <laughs> I remember I answered it and he was like, where are you? And I was like, here! <laughs> God damn that was really... <laughs> like screaming into my phone. He's like 20 <laughs> feet away from me. Do you have anything for him trying to buy the uh, steel mill? Yeah, him trying to buy the steel mill. So how does it start? I mean, because like the, basically the whole premise of this movie is that Danny DeVito, he wants to like liquidate the steel mill. So like he sees that it's good that the stock's going up, but he realizes that it's worth more. It's worth more dead than alive. So he wants to go there and basically just sell all their um uh you know pr uh, equipment all their fucking uh raw materials sell the building sell the land it's on just make a uh, hundred million dollars and fuck off basically and so that's yeah. his pitch is he shows up to this company uh just you know in the middle of the work day and uh he starts smoking darts inside demanding donuts uh <laughs> which i love oh yeah he's like don't you have any fucking donuts in this town and, and the secretary like, is like, maybe I can microwave you a breakfast roll. He's like, you got a Dunkin' Donuts, a Krispy Kreme, something? Which I, I love. I love that, that Danny DeVito's a multimillionaire and he only eats like cheap ass donuts. Yeah, he's addicted to fast food donuts. It's like, have some self respect. Uh, if I become a millionaire, I'm only eating like those artisan donuts that are like nine feet tall and like too big to fit in your mouth. You know the ones I'm talking about. They're covered yeah, in Yeah, my favorite and, like, thing about full chocolate bars. My favorite thing about like hipstery artisan food is it's not it's not rich people eating that, dude. Rich people eat shit from drive-throughs. You're like, right, man. It's like <laughs> it's girls whose parents are rich that eat artisan food, and that's no, bro. it. It's me. Like, Danny DeVito could afford a donut that was the size of a human man, and instead he's going through Tim through Tim Hortons and ordering a twelve banger at Timbits. You're right. It's a disgrace. And that's how the rich stay rich, quite frankly. Yeah, that's how they keep their money. But so when he uh, tells them that he's trying to sell their all their uh, equipment in the factory and shit, the the CEO of the company, he's like, wait, so you're telling me you want me to commit suicide? And then Danny DeVito's like, don't think of it as suicide. Think of it as euthanasia. <laughs> and that was the moment I realized Danny's actually pretty smart, dude, because it wouldn't have been. Yeah, he's right. It would have been. He is right. Well. Them. I mean, like, that's the that's the thing with this movie is that, like, Danny DeVito, he, I mean, he's right about what he's saying. And he makes great points about, you know, fucking we're going to gut this business. All the shareholders are going to take their money and invest it into something more profitable. It's like, yeah, that's beautiful. That's a wonderful idea, Danny. That's exactly how capitalism should work on paper, except for what would really happen is they yank all the money from that factory. Then they put it into cheap labor in Mexico, cheap labor in China. It's invested there. All the money's out of America. Now you have a broke-ass fucking town of New Englanders who only know how to make steel wire, but they can't anymore because of Daniel DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's not ethical what he's doing, if that's what you're saying. It's not. Well, I mean, it's also just I'm a just trick. Saying, it's like it, it doesn't work like that in practice, you know? Like, he's only yeah. saying that because he's going to get rich as shit. That's all that he wants. It's it's all it's uh, it, I feel like it's just like kind of the standard operating procedures for capitalism, which is like get everybody Man. on board with getting fucked because uh, so that they can have maybe the slight glimmer of hope to become a millionaire who gets to fuck people later on in the future. 
Yeah, like him saying that is the exact same thing as like a, a parent telling their kid like, oh, don't worry, when you eat your vegetables, it actually turns into a cupcake in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Your vegetables will make you grow big and strong. Well, guess what? They don't. And now you just have to eat vegetables all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But that's also like an appealing offer because uh, one thing about me is I hate working. So if somebody could just come in and be like not even like millions of dollars, if someone was like, hey, I will, I will give you $50 right now. Yeah. And you don't have to come into work tomorrow. And it's like my shift, I would have made $80, but I also would have had to carry things. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that all the time. Like, <laughs> when I was working, I'd be at work, and then uh, I'd get a text like, hey, do you want to come to Red Deer for $10? And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. Yeah, I've done that for, for free. You want to come to Red Deer for $10, and that won't even be profit? Absolutely. <laughs> spend $50 to go to Red Deer? <laughs> you want to go to Red Deer and shake the limpest hand you ever have? And you're like, sign me up. <laughs> okay you gotta cut that out no i'm leaving it in if somebody can uh know who they are based on their notoriously limp handshake that's a wake-up call uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair honestly if he figures out who he is based on only that info we just helped him so after danny um like proposes to buy out their company uh they don't want the hostile takeover to happen uh, jorgensen and company so they decide to uh bring in their uh fancy big city lawyer stepdaughter to uh represent them in court and basically her whole thing is that she like is able to identify how horny danny devito is for her and then just like leverage that to her advantage which is like fucking it sucks shit that that's the position you know women were in the uh 80s and i guess definitely still are today but wow was she able to do that expertly because uh, i want to yeah. talk about specifically the first scene where they meet where um i think in business uh it's girls jobs to get you horny and it's boys jobs to not get horny it's boys jobs to finish you off that's what competition is about you think that that's what that's what each gender or each sex brings to the table. That's what people mean when they talk about how it's essential to have competition in industry. <laughs> yes, they mean <laughs> sexual competition. And that's why I'm against monopolies, because I, I want to go out on dates, too. Mm -hmm. I want I want <laughs> girls to like me also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime there's a hot, strong guy, I file an antitrust lawsuit against him. <laughs> but uh yeah no she shows up to devito's office to try and like you know uh, negotiate on behalf of her family and stop the corporate takeover and devito is just like like so you know horny he gets distracted by her he's like you know fully uh, uh i don't even know what the right word is it's like you know like in looney tunes when uh bugs bunny scenes a sexy girl rabbit yeah it's like that kind of reaction where he's like oh but you know like he's stammering no it's like when they're uh, it's like in snow white when they're like the animals are just walking through the forest and then suddenly they smell the pie on the windowsill yo it's exactly it draws like them into the house that is precisely what it is except it's uh into a a, a case danny devito's being drawn into a case <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, and he's like fucking uh, wildly disrespect. He like offers her donuts and shit, which I really thought the donuts thing was going to come back, you know, somehow into this movie. Yeah, like, I thought he was going to like die for malnutrition or something. Yeah, or something. I, maybe he was going to find out that because he was so focused on uh, other people's money all the time, he wasn't focused enough on his own type 2 diabetes. Well, this is why capitalism is unfair, right? Because he can eat donuts all fucking day and be fine. And meanwhile, I try to eat healthy and I still have an iron deficiency. <laughs> yeah, we like, don't see Danny DeVito eat a food that isn't donuts this entire movie. Oh, no, he eats sushi once. And I yeah, think he might even ask for donuts at that point, too. He eats mushroom dip as well. Oh, he does. He does. But that was to be sexy. <laughs> that, was, that, that was more of a, fl a flirtatious snack than a yeah it was less of an eat and more of a suck actually oh <laughs> uh, yeah but but um so yeah devito keeps hitting on her and like propositioning her all through the all through the uh exchange and then she uh 
does like some fucking uh, some a pretty bad bitch move, quite frankly, that I'd like to see some more in real life, where she like makes him grab his dick <laughs> and tell it or tell it to like behave itself. Yeah. Which I mean, she probably should be blaming him, the person, as opposed to just his penis, uh, for this horrible, uh, you know, behavior. But either way, this... fucking good job shaming him, lady. I respect that. I love watching yeah, I mean, a dude get shamed. That would work on me, but I I think this movie was doing it with malicious intent. Like I think they're trying to uh, tell our parents that it's like a, you know, I think they're trying to teach our parents that it's their penis's fault and not their fault. Maybe. I don't even know if they're trying to teach that because it's like such a small part in this movie. And more importantly, uh, it, it works later on, you know, like they have that whole will they or won't they thing for the going for the whole movie where they, and they eventually like kiss once. Yeah, but his penis never part? starts behaving himself. He keeps being way too horny the whole movie. I would say his penis starts to behave itself even less. You remember the point where they were like trying to negotiate a deal and he's like, uh tell you what uh you come first and i'll I'll withdraw or whoever comes first gets the company is the deal yeah that's what i do in job interviews <laughs> like tell you what you come first you hire me i come first i'm the ceo uh, i come I know, first. i know it's not what... fair <laughs> but uh we're both gonna come so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's know, insane I, I, and you wanted to title it the easy come easy go agreement so I, I, there's yeah. no way that he hasn't said that 10,000 times to a bunch of different women before that point. Yeah, but it, it that just brings me back to my point of like, yeah, telling his penis to behave itself really didn't work. Like, sh- I think she should have either told him to behave himself or just shot him right there. Yeah, I mean, really, she should have. Uh, I guess she didn't work at his company, so it's not like she should. She could uh, go to HR or anything. I don't even know how you deal with that. File some sort think- of sexual harassment suit. Yeah, go to HR, get the sexual harassment gun. <laughs> sexual harassment gun. If, it's just, if a I ever own it's a, just to teach him a lesson. If I ever own a company, we're getting a sexual harassment gun. Breaking we're not doing any paperwork. Emergency. We're just shooting a guy if he says anything wrong. I think that's probably more effective. It'll teach some lessons. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to conduct those investigations. <laughs> Do you have anything more to say about the horn fest? Well, I, I also just want to, yeah, keep talking about, like, the way that he hits on her. Because it's, like, so fucking, uh, it's constant. It's, like, a constant barrage of horniness uh, on Danny DeVito's uh, behalf through this entire movie. And uh, Yeah, at, there was a point where I started thinking that it was, like, maybe he's just horny at everything, though. Because there's a part where he gets horny at his computer just for telling true. him a stock. He, like, starts, like, kissing it and shit. And uh, that was ahead of its time, honestly. A guy being in in love with his computer. Yeah, that was like so over the top then that they didn't realize like how real that was going to become. Yeah, because I I tell you what, like that. Everybody I know wakes up and makes out with their iPhone every morning. Every morning. (laughs) But I mean, like, you see all the like the fucking guys who are in love with like anime characters and they just have like <laughs> they'll like go to I don't know I, mean, I don't even know if this is real but I I'm sure at least one guy has done this before where the, like they fucking go to I've seen like pictures of it on cringe uh forums I'm sure it's all fake but like a guy fucking sitting across from uh his phone with like an anime girl on it at the dinner table like that that happens <laughs> That's not real That's There's real no way <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say like a guy sitting across the table from his body pillow and I was going to be like I was going to let you have that one but there's no way there's guys going on dates with Google images yo picture this picture the guy with the body pillow but who's too ashamed <laughs> to bring that shit out to Red Robin so yeah you got the guy who has a picture of his body pillow on his phone <laughs> <laughs> how would you so okay that I guess that makes more sense did but I, then did, how hey, would did... you even what would you do at the restaurant? They're like table for one. And you're like, actually, technically, no, that's kind of rude for you to say. Yeah. You order two meals, you eat both of them, and then you go home. To me, it's a table for two. Did I ever tell you about that time at Red Robin where I was, I was serving a guy and um, I was, he was like sitting by himself, but he was on FaceTime. And I was like coming up from behind him to like take his order or whatever. 
and uh, he's like on FaceTime with this girl who's like fully naked. And uh, she's laying in bed, <laughs> like her tits are out. He's just like talking. He's like trying to be stealthy, like trying to angle his phone in the corner so that I guess other people can't see, but like everyone could see. And then I come up <laughs> behind him. He's like talking to this naked chick. And I'm like, uh, what burger do you want? And he's like, I got to go. And then he kisses his phone uh, so, <laughs> like that riff we just had. But he kisses his phone. And he's like, I got to go. And then he orders a fucking <laughs> bonsai burger. Wait. Oh, I thought he said to you that he had to go. Like he didn't leave to go. Fuck. He hung up on the naked girl. To yeah, no, he hung, he he abruptly hangs up on this naked girl to order cheeseburgers. <laughs> so I like I don't know I don't know who like it, was I being disrespected by having to look at some fucking naked random chick in the middle of my shift, or was that naked random chick being disrespected by having this guy order a cheeseburger in the middle of their video call? I mean, if I was naked on FaceTime and someone ordered a burger, I, I think I would consider that disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, but dude, also, ima- <laughs> imagine you're sexting somebody and she's like, wait a second. Yeah, no, fries on the side, a large Coke. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you got to remember that it's not only her being disrespected. It's also every customer in Red Robin being disrespected. Because this guy is doing the ultimate flex of like, look what I'm missing out on to be here. You guys aren't even skipping anything, you know? That dude's showing his his monopoly he's got going on babes. Uh, The fact that he's got enough money to buy a cheeseburger. Sorry, what? He's like, your main plan was coming to Red Robin tonight. I'm skipping my anniversary right now. (laughs) Yeah, Red (laughs) Robin was my side thing. I was supposed to cybers tonight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh that's insane man that's so funny i've never heard that story yeah that stuck with that was probably my favorite thing that happened at red robin with the exception of and this is fully unrelated but like one time um uh i was working a section and like uh this wasn't my section it was just like happening next to me but like there was this table uh and they looked like like when you when you work in uh, fucking customers or like as a waiter you can kind of tell when people are going to dine and dash like the second they get into the restaurant like yeah. and this was that kind of guy like it was a table of two they were just looking around they looked sketchy the whole time and um the waitress who was serving was telling me she's like i think they're going to dine and dash like keep an eye on them i think they're going to take off and sure enough as soon as they finish their food they get up and they sprint out of the restaurant and the table behind them they also get up and they sprint after them and then uh the table behind them like jumps them and tackles them and uh they arrest them it turned out the two guys who dined and dashed were like criminals who i think they had done a robbery or something before that and like the cops followed them for ed robin and then just waited for them to leave to arrest them. That's so funny. Man, that's crazy because you know that they were just like, why didn't they arrest them after they followed them like from the other place they were at? Excellent question. I love that the there was just like a up. mutual understanding. Like, okay, we're all going to get a burger. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll take you downtown. <laughs> do you think that's what cops do when they're hungry? Because my dad told me they don't get a formal lunch break. So maybe when cops are hungry, they just follow a criminal to a restaurant. Tell your dad that story. But yeah, because I do think that's now that you're telling me this now that this is all clicking in my head. Yeah, I do think so. I bet there's a lot <laughs> of cops so who are just like, you know, patrolling around McDonald's around like one, you know, 1 p.m. around lunchtime ish, you know, like just looking did, for um, trouble. So did the cops pay for their the Dine and Dasher bill? No, the Dine and Dashers ate for free and didn't tip. And the cops, I think they they tipped badly is uh, what I heard. So the cops like don't even they didn't even give a shit about the business being paid or whatever. No, (laughs) they're just like, we're going to get some burgers. You're going to count to as waste. And then we're going to finish our jobs. I mean, what could they do? It's not like the cops were responsible for those guys. They were fucking arresting them. Yeah, I guess it's not. It's not They're like when you take a date them. to a restaurant and you're like, uh, and and they can't pay, and you're like, ah, I guess I have to now. Have you ever taken a date to a restaurant and they couldn't pay? Um. Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever taken a date to a restaurant and expected that they would pay. Oh, but that's what makes us different, dude. I mean, I I like it when they do. When I go in restaurants, I text them, letting them know they are paying. i always just make it very clear that i uh am a huge feminist and that i'm poor so that way they think they just assume that we're going to be splitting everything in half 
I go, uh, we're splitting the bill, but it's in an offensive way, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) But not like how you would expect. (laughs) Problematically splitting the bill. We're going 60-40 on the bill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I got to piss. Is that okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what, what is it? Um, we'll split the bill. Don't worry. Uh, you only have to pay 73 cents per my dollar. Yeah. That's pretty There good. it is. Boom. There it is, dude. <laughs> and that, that's truly cool. Are you going to cut out the part where I said I had to piss? Uh, no. You know what was kind of struck me a little weird for business guys or for a rich ass business guy was how many uh, meetings he kept having at his house. Oh yeah, that that's, was crazy. That's broke bit shit. Like that that's where you and I have our meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where we make all our calls, dude. And I guess the, I I get that he's trying to fuck, but like, you know, still. Yeah, still. You can't fuck in the office, Daniel. You you can't fuck at a five star restaurant. Well, no, I can. It goes against their food handling protocols. <laughs> and only those. They were eating sushi at one point, and I uh, I really liked how uh, confused Danny DeVito's character was with that. He was like using a fork and shit. Really respect a man who has the confidence to ask for a fork and knife at a sushi restaurant. A food that damn is I missed acceptable that to eat with your hands. <laughs> I missed that whole fucking thing. That's like going to a you chicken did. finger spot and demanding utensils. That's like going out to eat pizza with Simon Glassman and he demands to eat uh, utensils. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, I've never done that. Pizza with a friend of the show, Simon Glassman. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's how my mom eats pizza too. Yeah, it's. Uh, is your mom an older British woman? Because so is no. Simon Glassman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a thing that just hits you like once you turn like 28 you just you're like I'm not getting grease on my hands ever again. That, you start that eating must everything be with it. utensils. Pizza, that chicken wings. Cuz I only just started making my bed now at 23 and that that was like a I didn't understand what the point of doing that was even a week ago. But <laughs> 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 Turns out it's uh, so I don't jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, they were drinking a lot of sake. Have you ever had sake before? Yeah, we've had that before. No, we've had soju before. Oh. Sake is like uh it's it's like soju but it's hot. I don't know. It's probably my least favorite drink in the world. It's like if somebody invented a a, a liquor as a prank. It's like hot <laughs> tea. Wait, hot like warm or hot like spicy? Hot like warm. Like it's served steaming, so it's like a tea liquor. Y- yeah, it's pretty much a tea liquor. Mm. I think rice it might be made out of potentially. I don't want to get this wrong because that could get us in trouble here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I just wanted to say I I I don't like sake. I don't get it. Mm. It confuses me that he was able to drink it so effortlessly. A man who only eats donuts. I think that's very unrealistic. I have a much more refined palate <laughs> than Danny DeVito's character in this movie. This shit should have ended once he put sake to his lips and he was like, what the fuck? I don't want to be rich anymore. <laughs> I just want to cool light. <laughs> the most problematic part of this for me is that a man who eats nothing but donuts thinks sushi is good. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that <laughs> he's, he's just like... like Eating sashimi and not losing his mind? Like, I eat that yeah, shit nothing a lot. Like this, nothing like the sweet flavor of pink. Anyways, I'm going to get some fish now. Yeah. Like, man, I, I love eating sushi and raw fish, but every time I do it, a part of me still thinks it's a little weird. And yeah, this guy's just there's... a Dunkin' Donuts exclusive diet and, you know, fucking hammering down uh, salmon sashimi without a second thought in the world. Yeah, nothing is more the opposite of icing than fucking raw fish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got something about from the factory, too. Yo, what is it? They're at at the factory, and um, uh, Danny DeVito's talking about how it's all a game to him, this capitalism business. Of course. It's all a game, and then he says, they can't stop the game. All they can do is change the rules because uh, they threaten to, like, go to the court and get it made illegal for him to exploit them with his money or whatever. Right. 
And uh, yeah, so as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, damn, that's actually like kind of wise because like we're kind of stuck in capitalism right now, right? Like we can't even stop it right now in real life. And but then immediately after that, he's like, wait, Katie, don't leave the room yet. I haven't started talking about sex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe he's not wise. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just saying shit. Yeah, he really he does say a couple of things, though, that uh, I think that he nails. Um, yeah, but then right after he always says something that's disgustingly horny. Exactly, but I think that's that's what capitalism is all about. It's like people who aren't good, uh, but they are smart, uh, fucking people over with all that genius and disdain for uh, life. You know, they don't fucking care. They're just trying to get money <laughs> and get their dick sucked. And I think that nobody embodies that better apart from Danny DeVito in this movie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're just trying to get money and get their dick sucked you know what my favorite uh, quote in this was uh, uh, Danny DeVito sums up capitalism I think so succinctly um, I think it was uh, so at a certain point in this movie uh, uh, the wife of Jorgensen comes she has a private meeting with Danny DeVito to try and just offer him a uh, million dollars to stop buying the company just Go, we'll go our separate ways. You can have a million dollars. And Danny DeVito basically tells her to go fuck herself uh, yeah. because he thinks he can make more money if he takes it over. And she was like, what's what's the, even the point of all this? And he's like, uh, you make as much money for as long. Oh, wait, you make as much as you can for as long as you can. Whoever has the most when they die wins. <laughs> what yeah, a what a succinct summary of, of uh, capitalism. And uh, I guess just, uh, you know, the mature... Uh, 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 materialism of society these days like that's how everyone judges um uh worth and merit and uh the success of your life on is just like how much shit you had when you died yep this movie taught our parents don't go on vacation just keep that in there i think that's what that's about though isn't it it is it is i just uh i just wish this movie didn't have to be so on the nose with everything i think this movie's actually genius I mean, it kind of is. I get why. And people... for how much it reminded me of Mr. Popper's Penguins, that's actually crazy. <laughs> is that only because Danny DeVito has the stature of a penguin and he kept wearing suits the entire movie, though? That is actually exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, yeah. <laughs> You're really getting onto my analysis now. I know the way you think, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think the, do you think this movie helped capitalism get popular? Get more popular? Because yeah, uh, I think I, I mean it was until... already a pretty full swing in the '80s, but uh, because of the constraints of this podcast, we really need it to. Yeah, no, be I think up until the '80s, so popular. Sorry, up until the '80s, we weren't living under democracy. We made all decisions by consensus, <laughs> and then uh, this movie came out in '91, and since then, it's just been a fucking race to industrialize. This movie is what caused the industrial revolution in America. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I love, I, I really like this. I think it's a pretty fucking solid flick. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, I was looking at reviews for it. Everyone kind of hated it because uh, Danny DeVito is an asshole for the whole movie, and then he learns nothing and keeps succeeding. But I think that's what this shit's all about. Um, yeah, but it's like, how are you going to make a movie about capitalism that didn't end that way? You can't, but people don't <laughs> want <laughs> movies about capitalism that are accurate. How do you want the movie to end? We all revolt and everybody who's poor wins because Danny that DeVito happen. goes to jail and then the steelworkers, uh, their stock goes up or whatever. I don't fucking the only know. Way, the only way to make this movie more realistic is if everybody that Danny DeVito was trying to buy out was subtweeting about him the whole time. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like, no one, yeah, no one does it, shit. We just and it doesn't complain. matter. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Everyone's just like, fuck. I wish I didn't have to give Danny DeVito all my shares to this comp, and then they would still do it, and everything would happen. Yep, um, and that's life. Do you have anything else to uh, say about the mid part, or should we uh, talk about how this bitch ends? I got a nice quote here, um, where the, when they're talking about uh, Danny DeVito's telling the company how great capitalism is, and then the company owners are like, "Well, maybe we hope capitalism falls if this is how it treats us." And then Danny goes, if capitalism fails, communism will rise up. And the first thing they're going to do is shoot you guys in the face. <laughs> oh, I love that. But you know what he said specifically <laughs> with that? I actually wrote that down. 
because um, he was screaming at his team of lawyers when that was happening. And he was like, yeah. if we fuck up capitalism, the commies come out. And when the commies come out, they shoot all the lawyers. Like, no, they don't. That's not who the communists shoot first. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> I misquoted it. But yeah, it's like they're not shooting lawyers. They're shooting Ukrainian farmers. Yeah, they're coming after Ukrainian farm. They're coming after the Danny DeVitos <laughs> of the world. Lawyers yeah. are probably, they'll probably need those lawyers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going after lawyers. They're going after short, hairy guys. You ever been to the Ukraine? Oh, motherfucker. I forgot to talk about another uh, uh, Danny DeVito treating the uh, girl lawyer, uh, Kate Sullivan, in, in an awful way. Not awful. I guess just a weird way to hit on somebody. That's the thing with this movie is that he's just so fucking rich. He can hit on people in like the shittiest ways possible and it still might work. Like uh, in the middle of the night when he calls her just to like he pitches her some deal and then he starts playing her his violin and like makes her listen to him terribly play the violin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the violin on the phone for her. Now, that's like. Ass. Yeah, now pi- picture this. It's uh, The year is 2020. I FaceTime you. I start freestyling in the middle of the night. It's not very good. That's what that is. That's the modern version of that, you know? Yeah, and that happens to me all the time. That doesn't happen to you? Uh, where you call girls and freestyle? Yeah, that's my main move. <laughs> Let me lay something down. My name is Brad. I think it would be rad if you went on a date with me to meet my dad. What do you think of that? That's fire. Uh, Do you want to talk about, like, the final um, sequence of this shit? Uh, yeah. Okay. Unless, do you want to talk about the mushroom dip first? What did you have for the mushroom dip? I I just think it's weird that he's only offering the two grossest foods, like, the two things that would make you puke on an empty stomach, you know? Here, wait. So let's like, set up the scene. So uh, he uh, brought he brought Kate back to his house to you know do business, but also try and proposition her for sex. And the entire time he's like trying to feed her shit. He's like, yeah, he's to like, what's a good place? Mushroom dip into her mouth. He's like, what's a good middle ground between business and sex? Mushroom dip. Me which... feeding you with my hands. <laughs> I've never heard of mushroom dip before in my life. Also, I assume but, you uh, can make a dip out of it, but I haven't thought to do it. It's just funny to me, yeah, because it just is the two richest foods. Like, he's like, you can either puke from sugar or cream. My only rule is you can't not puke. Uh, uh, Yeah, I really like the idea of just combining rich-sounding things together. Here's a fine (laughs) caviar foam. What? I don't I like to imagine that his meal regiment is like donut for breakfast, donut for lunch, dip for dinner. (laughs) Well, bro, he he doesn't eat any real food. (laughs) At one point, he opened up like a drawer in his office, and there was just like a case of donuts in there. Like, yeah, and it was think... half empty. Yeah, so I he it, one thing's for certain: he's not limiting himself to only two donuts a day. He's uh, you know, I think that man's just snacking on donuts perpetually. I don't think he does meals. Yeah. I think instead you think of he's uh, dipping the donuts in the mushroom dip. Absolutely not. That's disgusting. I think, he, I think he only eats mushroom dip, uh, you know, when he's like trying to bang because that's like a classy food. You want to impress girls. It's like, mm, I like mushrooms. And girls are like, wow, very impressive, Danny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when it's just for him, when he's uh, living his life, he's like, I'm on a new diet where, you know, instead of three big meals a day, I do uh, 12 smaller meals throughout the day and they're all donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good diet idea. Man. <laughs> Sometimes I make donuts at home, and the way my homemade recipe is I uh, cover them in mushroom soup and then bake them just like pork chops. Man, I was about to ask you how to make donuts. I was really pissed that turned into a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the real way you do it is make a circle of bread and then fry it. Yeah. Can you do that and tell me how you did it? I would yeah, love but... to watch you deep fry something and just burn your whole house down again. What do you mean? I'm good at deep frying, dude. The only job in a kitchen I'm qualified to do is the deep fryer. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see you set up a deep frying setup yourself. <laughs> You'd like to see me build one from I'd scratch? I'd like to see you build one and then operate it. 
I'd like to see you build anything. I don't know what this is coming from. We're both not builders. Man. <laughs> when I was, it says nothing to do with my cooking ability. When I was at my parents' house this Christmas, I saw like my old woodshop project from high school. It was just like this miserable half-finished cabinet that my parents like moved from like being visible in my room to like facing the wall in the back of my closet. Like, yeah, I am not a handyman. That's so funny. My woodshop project from school is a toolbox where the like handle across the top, I made it too big so you can't put anything in the toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long rectangle. That's awesome. I, I loved woodshop in high school. That was just a place I'd go to like get high and smell wood. Yeah, woodshop was sweet, dude. My favorite thing was uh, using the machine sanders to trim my nails. <laughs> I never That's thought what to I do did that. in woodshop all the time. There was this sander. Did you have one where it was like sandpaper on a circle and it would just oh, yeah. spin? Yeah, the circle sander. Yeah, we had one of those. Yeah, you, <laughs> I used to just file my nails on that. Yeah, that's ballsy, bro. I would not have done that. Uh, yeah, but it's the yeah. best I ever fingered. <laughs> I just get ripped because uh, I'd always have my wood shop after lunch. So I was high, obviously. And uh, I was also too smart to know that I should be, or, you know, too smart to be operating saws when I was ripped. <laughs> so uh, I would just show up to wood shop for 90 minutes and measure things. Just yeah. whatever I could <laughs> find ripped out of my mind, tape so measure funny. in hand, just going crazy. Yeah, I remember just like not doing projects and just picking a machine I wanted to play with that day. <laughs> like I would do this thing where I would put both my hands in the sand blaster and then shoot the sand at one of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> just feel it. Yeah, I don't think either of us understood the point of woodshop. Yeah, I don't. Think I, I will say I learned it. a lot, but nothing about woodshop. Yeah, I mostly learned about how to hide what I'm doing from people. Yeah, I mostly just learned excuses for why I'm being weird and not high. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how does this movie end? Um, okay, so, yeah, as we were saying, this whole movie leads up to um, uh, Danny DeVito trying to do a hostile corporate takeover of this company. So the movie ends with a meeting uh, at the board of directors where they're basically uh, voting who's going to have the majority share or who's going to be able to control shit i don't know enough about business to give you the specifics about this but who's going to become the new king of this company is uh is the point <laughs> of this meeting and um so it starts off it's like you know jorgensen goes up and he gives a very impassioned speech about how this company's been in his family for generations and we might be in a little bit of a downturn right now, but if the yen drops a little bit, the dollar goes up, I'm sure eventually we'll need to, to start building some more infrastructure again, and then they'll be crawling back to the ironworking company to, you know, fulfill those iron needs, and we'll be rolling in cash money. And he, like, shits on Danny DeVito so hard, and, you know, just fucking really a genuinely good speech. And then Danny yep. DeVito just goes up there and is like, Amen! that's what I say when I hear a prayer. Cause that's what that was. And then he just like goes in and rips into this guy. And he actually gives a, some pretty reasonable points about how like you guys are obsolete. You know, like I don't care how good you guys are at making cable. It's you're fucking done. Like I bet. I, what was he, the, the thing he said about the last, um, buggy whip manufacturer. I really, yeah, he was that. like, uh, he was like, yeah, there was a time where there was probably seven or eight companies making buggy whips. And I bet you, the last buggy whip company to go out of business probably made the best damn buggy whips in the country. But guess what? It doesn't matter anything now, does it? And yeah. I'll it, give him a standing on ovation. And that's a and, good point. But I also think that there's like a fatal flaw in that, in that buggy whips can really only be used for one or two things, you know, as a whip for a buggy or as a whip for something that's not a buggy. But like <laughs> steel and iron, it's like that. You can... Really, the possibilities are endless with that shit, you know? Yeah. The year's yeah, 2020. Yeah, company and that makes metal, the basic yeah. building block of everything. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking was going to happen to, like, the world's building materials in the 90s, but, like, metal is still really prevalent in 2020. Danny DeVito's like, listen, everything's going to be made out of neon plastic for the next <laughs> 20 years. Everyone knows that. Do you think that's what <laughs> happens? Neon just started coming out, and he's like, one day this will be everything. Well, it was the 90s, so I'm just... That's what I'm saying, dude. It, period. You don't... It, it could be. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, that speech is crazy too because that just uh is another classic reminder of the lesson that never go first always go last seriously yeah. never like, go first that scene very reminiscent of eight mile this scene is i haven't seen eight mile can you explain that who's the m&m in this scenario danny devito's the m&m danny devito's thank god danny devito's always going to be the m&m Danny DeVito is business M M&M. and M, <laughs> and I think that's what this movie should have been called. Business M M&M. and <laughs> M. <laughs> and then there's like a little blurb under that where they explain who M M&M and M is going to be in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. M M&M and M hadn't even dropped yet. When this movie came out. Um, but and then they they uh, after the impassioned you know fucking plea, Danny DeVito's whole point is basically like this is a fucking sinking ship. Like take your money out of it. Let me give you your money to invest in something else, which as we were saying before uh, is a fair point. But if this were real life, it would just work out or it would work out with them uh, taking their money out of that and then taking their money out of America and putting it into, you know, cheap fucking factories abroad or whatever to try and get money. Cause as soon as it uh, stops being about the people and only about the money, then everyone's going to get fucked eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie, like, it was right and if America was the only country in the world. How, how do you mean? I just mean, like, uh, taking your money out of that dead-ass company and investing it into a new one would have been good for the country if America was the only country. Oh, but really yeah. what would happen is they would just invest into offshore shit, like what you said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, that's like the that's like the fatal flaw of capitalism, I think, is that... Uh, they're all, you know, follow the market, the market, the market, the market. It's like, yeah, the market is awesome at figuring out what needs to, you know, what shit we need. But it's terrible at figuring out how we get there. You know, like the market is going to Ooh, kill a lot damn, of fucking people uh, to Someone's figure gonna out. Someone's going to quote that line in their university essay. I hope you know that. Yeah, and they should. This is a good ass fucking podcast, bro. And I think that line <laughs> proves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man we should rank our podcast episodes by the best line um but and then so like yeah i think this movie this movie uh what we were saying earlier about this movie ending should have ended five minutes earlier it should have ended there it should have ended when danny devito shut down this iron working company and now the main employer in this small new england town is gone and there's just a bunch of fucking people who have no work and no other skills and nothing to apply it to but instead oh yeah we didn't even say that though yeah it should have ended right here it should have ended right here and it should have ended with danny devito stuffing his pockets with millions and millions of dollars and fucking over everybody else because that's what's realistic here danny devito is an (laughs) unredeemable character and he succeeds the entire movie that's fucking capitalism baby yep that's what it's all about, dude. But instead, it ends with some fucking rose-tinted version of capitalism where uh, Danny DeVito receives a call from uh, the hot lawyer who he kept sexually harassing through the whole movie um, <laughs> to say that uh, um, uh, airbags are going to be put in cars now, which, you know, that really dated the movie right there. Airbags are going to be yep. in cars. We need metal and wire to manufacture those. The company's back in business, baby. And then she offers to buy all of those shares off of Danny DeVito at a premium to take over the company again and reemploy everybody. So in the end, yeah. Danny DeVito uh, fucks everybody, gets rich, then uh, unfucks them, gets richer, and that's it. So everyone's and happy, and Danny DeVito is disgustingly rich. The end. Yeah, this movie would have been perfect if that last scene didn't happen. Then you would have been like, oh, that's capitalism. But then the last scene happens, and you're like, wait, it's propaganda now. And you're like, no, this is a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hold on. It's a story now. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck off, Hollywood. Because that's what it is. It's just like they're trying to put like a Hollywood bow on this, and it's like it doesn't need it. Make yeah. this fucking gritty. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's still pretty crazy, to be honest. It's still it is crazy. Gritty. I mean, even the end, the ending was just like when I first. It just it was laughable to me, frankly. It was like so over the top of how um, uh, comically evil this guy is, and how he just keeps succeeding at a point where it's like unreasonable. How good he's doing. <laughs> he's just winning everything. Like Danny DeVito can't take this many dubs through the whole movie. 
eating nothing but donuts and making a million dollars every time you do. Con- he makes a million dollars a couple of times through this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, then in the end, the girl who he like fucked over just like forgives him, and then they fall in love. And I don't think they fall perfect. in love, but like, I mean. It seemed it, it, that was kind of a weird thing too to have that whole will they or won't they dynamic between those two characters for the entire movie, and then just like oh. not finish that. I kind of assumed they fell in love. I don't remember why though. Because they kissed at one point, and then that never comes back again. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. They kiss at the sushi date, and then Danny DeVito fucks her dad out of her company, and uh, then I guess they're still on good terms after that. Yeah. So. What's did you learn anything from this? I mean, I think it just really reinforced all the shit that I already knew about how uh, gross fucking capitalism was. I guess I did learn, um, and I've kind of been learning this more and more recently, just about like how many people can you know be fucked by capitalism themselves and still you know want it. Yeah, like it. It's it's crazy to me that they can have Danny DeVito just be like the most unredeemable guy and have him be like the fun, cool protagonist, and you're supposed to re- identify with him through this movie. And I bet there's a lot of people at the end of the movie who didn't who didn't even understand that Danny DeVito was supposed to be the bastard because they just thought it was dope that you know a four foot tall man was able to run his own business and have people respect him. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's hard to tell who the villain is. I think this movie, honestly, like. It just shows, yeah, how many people will still be on board for capitalism after getting fucked their whole lives. Like the quote earlier about if capitalism fails, communism will rise up and the first thing they'll do is shoot you in the face. Like that, it didn't show that that's true, but it shows that that's what everyone actually thinks. Yo, and also if capitalism, if, if, when, if capitalism fails and communism comes up out of that, it's like, hey, maybe we just fucking need communism. maybe we don't need this shit to fail maybe if we just do a hot pivot real quick we can all come out on top hey maybe that's the natural answer then if that's the thing that'll happen yeah maybe we should just (laughs) do that (laughs) oh no if we remove all outside influence this one thing will happen and we don't want that to happen because that would be the normal because that would be bad for us and good for everyone else because all (laughs) the people we fucked would finally get theirs (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i think this i don't think it it taught people to be scared of uh, communism but it did teach me how many people are scared of it yeah and scared for no reason other than the fact that they might not get to be a millionaire later even though they were never going to be scared for no reason other than the fact that they don't know definitions yeah scared that they're not going to get the money they already weren't going to get (laughs) yeah And that's capitalism, <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah, because really... The longest I, con in history. Yeah, exactly. Capitalism is just the best magic trick ever invented. It's an illusion, Bradley. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, my mom bought me a bunch of like magic trick shit for Christmas. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she, she Is your mom just trying to support the worst fucking careers for you? Comedian, my mom is magician. She's my mom says entertainment no matter what, but I don't care which one. I think your mom's gonna try <laughs> and get you into theater acting next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Next Christmas, my mom's gonna buy me like 130 scripts of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, okay. What do you, is that? What our parents learned from this? That capitalism rules no matter how bad it'll fuck you. Yeah. What did our parents learn? From I think this? that man. I think that, that yeah. I mean, maybe, God willing, a couple people watched this and were able to see through the fucking, you know, just see Danny DeVito for the loser that he is in this movie. And what? I guess not even a loser. He's a winner, but he's a fucking bastard. Um, yeah. And I they just see the that, winner like, aspect. I th- yeah, I think this movie taught our parents that they were going to become Danny DeVito as long as they stuck with capitalism. And that, yeah. And, and look how they've been hoodwinked. That's the dangerous lie. Neither of my parents looks like a penguin. <laughs> I've never seen my dad wear a suit. <laughs> Who knows if I ever will? <laughs> what do you think? Should this? Do you think if uh, we released um, 
other people's money again in 2020, do you think that people would actually be able to see it as like the cautionary tale that it is? Or do you think they would still be like, yeah, I want to, I want to be like Danny. I think that definitely more people would see it as the cautionary tale that it is. Uh, I think especially if we did the thing we said earlier about ending it four minutes before it ends in this yeah. version. Yeah, that's like the key, I think, to driving that actual, point home. Because that would be the real actual end game of it. Yeah. But also, like, the problem with cautionary tales is uh, when you tell them, like, people are still going to want to be the thing that you cautioned about. Exactly. Like it just sounds cool to people sometimes. Exactly. So, like, I, th- I feel like I think you're right. I think that more people would see um the non you know the fucking nonsense portrayed in this i think there's a lot people are a lot more like class conscious now than they were in the 90s but um i also think that the people who would have already identified with devito like they're just gonna be even more so into that now yeah exactly because if you think about it like if you're cheering for devito in our version of the movie where it just ends with him winning ultimate victory like that's an even better movie for you. Yeah, and you're an evil, uh, <laughs> an even more evil person than uh, and, the people in the '90s who loved this movie. Bro, this is why satire doesn't work. Like, this is why you know. You're right. This, this is, is why it? political comedy is not a real thing. You're like, right. This is why <laughs> because, satire doesn't work. Because you just you hear a guy making fun of how Trump's an idiot, and then you're like, yeah, but I'm an idiot too. And imagine how sick it would be if me, the idiot, became president. Yeah, and yeah, and then now you have a hero on your hands. <laughs> yeah, now Trump's your fucking hero instead of an idiot. <laughs> and yeah, anyway. fuck man, this was a that I think yeah, other people's money, a dangerous cautionary tale about uh the dangers of capitalism or about uh or a pretty good instruction manual to fuck up a company. And also a very good essay on why we should cancel Colbert. Yes. Uh, colbert is actually not doing that bit anymore but i do think we should still cancel colbert okay sorry a great essay on why we should cancel all late night tv shows late night tv shows is just scrolling through twitter but it's a guy who's annoying (laughs) bro yep yep late night (laughs) tv yeah you're right that that captures that exact yes late night tv is the 90s and 2000s version of scrolling aimlessly on twitter it's like yeah, you're just it's hoping the same something... as reading Twitter, except there's a fucking nasally ass voice in your ear that bothers you the whole time, yeah. and he's wearing a nicer outfit. Than yeah, you hate almost all of it, but you're just hoping that he says one thing that you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. God damn! You anyway. got anything else? I got I got nothing. No, this was probably our most uh, bleak episode. Yeah, because that's the world we're living in. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, follow me on uh, <laughs> Instagram, key <laughs> underscore <BD. laughs> Anyways, shoot me some uh, money so that I can buy out a business with my venture capital firm. Hey, let me, actually, let me, uh, add me on Steam. Add me on Steam, K-E-E-I-N-N. I'm very lonely right now. Add me on Steam, we'll play some video games. Add me on Snapchat. <laughs> uh, listen to our podcast. Check out Comedy Here Often and all the other podcasts. We appreciate you. Take care of your mental health. Go to therapy. Make your and, bed. Uh, if, clean your if, room. If, if there's anyone rich who's listening to this and wants to pay for my therapy, hit me up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Mwah.